Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, I played Ghost of Tsushima. It is awesome. It's pretty good. It was really good. It was a good time. Uh, we took our time with this one, so sorry if our review is a little late on it. Uh, came, I only came out, what, like three weeks ago? Something like that. Maybe a month ago. But uh, I really had a good time uh, slowly playing through this one and not rushing anything too much. Uh, but anyway... Uh, about this game a little bit, uh, it is the year 1274, Samurai Warriors are the legendary defenders of Japan, until the fearsome Mongol Empire invades the island of Tsushima, wreaking havoc and conquering the local population. As one of the last surviving samurai, you rise from the ashes to fight back, but honorable tactics won't lead you to victory, you must move beyond your samurai traditions, you forge a new way of fighting, the way of the ghost as you wage an unconventional war for the freedom of Japan. That was straight from the Sucker Punch website. Uh, that is, the obviously, the developer of this game. Uh, it's a PS4 exclusive, and it's a fairly accurate description. It's a very accurate description. <laughs> it is very much a samurai game. Yes, uh, it is like you are playing through a old samurai film. I think that is one of the best ways to describe this game. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I really liked it. I It was harder for me to watch than other games we've covered in the past, especially the middle area where you got very distracted on all your side missions because it's very much an open world game where you can kind of go wherever and do whatever. And um, we also played it, you played it with Japanese with English subtitles. Yes, to so, make it feel like that old samurai which film. I was 100% for, still 100% for, but usually I'm doing, sometimes I'm kind of half paying attention doing other things. This time, if I was doing other things, I had no idea what was being said. My years of listening to Japanese rock music did not carry through and, to adulthood. And here I feel lied to because I thought she spoke fluent Japanese Dang. at this point. So uh, I can start singing some gact for you, but you would not appreciate it. <laughs> Or understand it. Or understand it, and I would mutilate everything. (laughs) All right. Let's do a couple reviews, and then we'll get into the the meat of the game here. Yes. So, for reviews, on Metacritic, critics gave it an overall 83. Users gave it a 9.3. And you and I were just discussing how there's an article out there somewhere that basically says it is the highest rated... PlayStation 4 game of the console console generation like it's over i think fifteen thousand user reviews and it's got a 9.3 the witcher is the next closest at a 9.2 it's higher on the pc version yes it's rated like a 9.4 yes and this one and on the ps4 it's a 9.2 so yes it's semantics at this point Uh but for the ps4 it's the highest rated game yeah um, for reviews, I picked a good one and then a kind of meh one. App Trigger said, Ghost of Tsushima is a beautifully crafted samurai adventure filled with elegance and marvelous treasures to discover. The combat is engaging yet challenging, and it is yet to get old. Despite a few hiccups in the lackluster AI and a few glitches, I managed to continually get lost and awestruck at the truly extraordinary experience Sucker Punch has created. IGN, I think they gave it a 90 overall, but, um... It says, a few aspects are surprisingly lacking in polish in comparison to other first-party Sony games, especially when it comes to enemy AI and the stealth part of its stealth action split. AI was definitely... 
kind of dumb. <clears throat> yeah, the AI was not the most intelligent. And some of your stealth things, like when you would jump down to do like multiples, it wouldn't always trigger, I feel like. Yeah, there were some odd oddities with it. I mean, overall, the game was great. Uh, there was some weird... The AI of the, en- the enemies were stupid. <laughs> they were not very smart in this game. If you're looking for intelligent AI for the enemies, this wasn't the best I've seen. No. When combat was actually initiated, regular combat out of stealth, they worked fine. But the if any of the sneaking around, they just seemed like they were... I don't know. I felt like they gave up too easy looking for you. Sneaking around them was way too easy most of the time. I feel like it was the Chronicoms and last night's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode where they had their mission and they literally just like walked past Daisy and Coulson and everybody who were blatantly out in the open. Yeah, they just, they, <laughs> sometimes you would like walk right in front of them and they wouldn't notice you. It was silly things like that, but overall it was fine. But there is a mix of stealth and head-on gameplay for the most part, there's a few missions that require you to do stealth or require you to do like head-on combat. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the game uh, lets you choose how you want to approach every situation. So you can either go in, uh, well, I'm going to say it, guns blazing, or in the way it does it is a showdown mechanic. So it allows you to challenge enemies on one-on-one combat. And when you first start it, you can do one, and as you level up that ability, you can get up to three naturally, and then an armor set will get you up to five that you can chain, which that's a lot of enemies to take out in one fell swoop in this game, I feel mm-hmm. like. So oh, it yeah. feels really good when you can pull it off. The enemy gets tougher to duel later on, but for the most part, it's good. Or, like she said, you can go in stealthily and, you know, you can level up that so your stealth kills go quicker. The stealth kills really reminded me of when you're trying to sneak around in Uncharted. Mm. It really reminded me of some of those missions where you're just like sneaking through grass or along the edges of things or the top of buildings. buildings. Yeah. yeah, It had that feel only it, Nathan Drake doesn't stab him in the neck with a, no. with a kunai. <laughs> no. Or come straight down and... Impale them with Swords his sword. Head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's, it's overall it was really enjoyable. I think the stealth felt a little bland to me as a whole, um, especially when once you've leveled everything up, your stealth kills were instantaneous, pretty much. You quick stab in the neck and then you're moving on. It was a little boring towards the end to watch. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, but they gave you some interesting uh, gadgets that make the combat more fun. You got smoke bombs. You got kunai where you could throw them into guys to stagger them and, and deal damage. The dart guns were really cool. You got dart, you got a blow gun. Yeah, blow gun, sorry. Um, bow and arrow, long and short bow. They had all sorts of different items you can lock and get throughout the game. And you can actually miss a lot of these items if you don't um, I either level, level up into some of the items or B, some of the missions are how you get some of the items. You don't get a bow until you start a certain side quest. And the long bow is a a different type of mission altogether. So you could actually miss a lot of the gear that you get in this game if you don't do the missions for them. So you're telling me I won't find a bow and arrow in, like, the treasure chest? No, unfortunately you won't. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Outside of the the combat, um, a big part of the game is traversal. So the main form of moving around other than on foot is you get a horse. Uh, My wife, every so you can whistle the horse from anywhere and every time i would whistle the horse she no matter where she is in the house what up 
is what she would yell. Because the horse, you whistle for the horse, and, like, if you do it in Breath of the Wild, it'll appear, you know, like, 30 yards away, and, like, you see it coming towards you. But in this game, it just appears next to you. Uh-huh. It's just there. So that's why I just yelled, what up, yep. a lot. So uh, <laughs> we won't spoil this game. It's still pretty new. Uh, there is one point that she changed the phrase... What did I change it to? Oh, it was, what? What? That was the other <laughs> phrase she chose. And uh, it cracked me up every time because I also night she'd hear the whistle and then about two seconds later, she'd be upstairs and you'd hear, what? Yes. And uh, it was awesome. Yeah. It, uh, the what was uh, Mr. Burns's 104-year-old mother. <laughs> and so the main goal, obviously, is to get the Mongols off the island. So your liberating the island, one, through the main story, and B, you clear out these major encampments which help you um, clear up, clear out the island and make the Mongols less, um, what's the word? I'm Prevalent? Remember? Yes, around the island. You don't see them as often. Okay. You'll see more bandits and other enemies, but this, you'll see the Mongols less often as you clear the island and uh, liberate it is what the term they use. I'm also very surprised by us and how we didn't really say much of anything about stupid Mongolians like oh, South Park. <laughs> wow, we really missed a lot of good times, I, I think, I there. <laughs> stupid Mongolian. Sweet, sweet South Park so hot and sticky. <laughs> this, this is, why did I not think of this while we were playing this for three oh. solid weeks? So... Yes, you. Uh, that's that's main, mainly the gameplay. Uh, under the graphics, it was the most beautiful game I think we've played to date on the PS4. It was like the artistic beautiful. Like it wasn't realistic. It was just gorgeous, and I was awestruck by it from the start when you just have like the vibrant red falling leaves in the winds, and it was a nice breath of fresh air compared to the realism that we got with The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, so The Last of Us goes for such an extreme realism. This is almost like a hyper-realism. Yes. It's like you're playing on a... Like, some of it looked really... Like a canvas. Like, on a canvas, <laughs> but it looked very realistic in some ways, but other ways it's hyper-real. Like, the colors are so vibrant that you wouldn't see anything like there that normally. There was one place that you would always teleport to, or fast fast travel to. Sorry, let me get my uh, phrases correct. That was, like, just everything was red. Believe Why was it red? Oh, no, it was the, the one town that you went to where, oh. like, just the lighting was just solid. Everything was red. The sunset would come yes. through, and it would hit, and it looked like a almost like a red... It, Either way, the way they did the art style was some of the best I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And like she said, it was a, a nice breath of fresh air from playing The Last of Us 2, where everything was so uh, realistic to a point where it was nitty-gritty down to the mm -hmm. earthy. So where this one, you just the bright colors, when you see different storms roll through, you can see the lightning flashing through the sky and the cool. thunder. They actually added in distance for the thunder so when you saw the lightning flash you would actually hear thunder uh you know like the speed of sound would take effect and there so you wouldn't hear it at, until it got to mm -hmm. that point so stuff like that was really cool um i'm really looking forward to see what they would do do with the ps5 stuff uh, after this because just seeing graphics like that i'm excited to see what the next i'll say at the iteration. end of a generation console yeah. you get this mm -hmm. i'm really excited so and she also mentioned that i um, I played the game in Japanese. You can play it all in English, but I decided with Japanese language and English subtitles. 
one thing I will say that I disliked and I complained to you because it was made for English. All the cutscenes and everything, all the mouth, the movements are for English. So it was very weird to have the Japanese dub mm-hmm. where the mouths didn't line up with the words that were coming out. It was filmed in English. It was so... filmed in English. So you, it was actually reversed from what it normally is, like all the mystery science theaters I used to watch, where it's all dubbed over in English and it still doesn't match up. It was just reversed. So for me, I actually found that charming because it reminded me of an old samurai movie that they dubbed in English. So if you've ever watched an old samurai movie in English, which was originally filmed in Japanese, mm-hmm. you get the same mm-hmm. effect. Or it's like watching an old Godzilla movie. Yes. So... It's reversed, obviously. The languages are swapped, but I really enjoyed that uh, that aspect of it. I did. I can see why it would be annoying if you're looking for like the everything to match up correctly. You know me, and like when the sound is off by like a quarter second, I just get immediately annoyed if the sound doesn't match up with mm-hmm. the lips. It didn't. It just threw me. Yeah. Mostly because it is a samurai game. I'm like, mm-hmm. why doesn't this? But it, you know, it's an yeah. English developer, so it, it yeah. makes sense. And another thing we <laughs> another thing we tried, but we didn't play the whole game, but we tried it out, is you can actually play it in a grainy old film. Yeah, it's Kurosawa mode. Kurosawa is what it's called. Yeah, so it's old, grainy. It's uh, Kurosawa is the big director. Yeah, the filmmaker. A filmmaker for the old samurai movies. He's one of the mm-hmm. biggest ones to do so. So they named it after him because it's got the grainy, they even, the staticky sound is mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and it gives you that big old school samurai feel. We've tried it out for a couple fights, but we didn't play the whole game like that. That would have been a lot. <laughs> so one of the reviews I watched, I think it was the Angry Joe show, was saying you're almost doing yourself a disservice when you're taking away all those beautiful colors that the game has to yes. offer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So uh, outside of that, they did add several other um, accessibility features in there. I think this is becoming more industry standard, which is nice to see. Yeah. It's allowing more people to get into video games that normally couldn't um, play the games. One of the features I I can just mention quickly, there's a game where you um, cut bamboo. So old samurais used to practice on bamboo stands, and this is one of the ga- mini games you can play where you have to hit the buttons on the controller in the right sequence within a certain amount of time. Um, you can turn on a, you can turn it on so you won't cut the bamboo unless you just press all the buttons correctly. Yeah, it's not a timed thing. It's not a timed thing. The 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 things will stay up on the screen the entire time, and and you just have to do it in that order. In that order, okay. Which is nice for people who can't hit the buttons correctly. It took me several tries on some of them to get it correct <laughs> but i've been playing games forever and it's something i can do but if you if you have something going on where you can't do something like that it's nice that it's just something that you can get through and not feel like it's you don't get stuck on it yeah you don't get stuck on it and it's something you can't complete i just thought that's a little nice touch for you know people um getting more people to play your game so uh, outside of that, there's a leveling system and a gear system. I actually really liked the leveling system in this game. Uh, it lets you choose what you want to go. Um, you actually don't really get really gain more health. Um, you actually get that by finding hot springs, more so than from leveling up. And then you get, uh, gosh, I'm gonna forget that the th- the yellow dots that go across the screen. Oh, uh, it's not. It's not your resolve. Yeah, that's what it is. is resolve. It's your, okay. your resolve. That's how you heal, and that's how some of your abilities are used. Yes. Uh, you actually get that from the bamboo strikes. You get a couple of them from leveling up, but for the most part, when you level, you get these skill points, and you choose how you want to level up. If you want to level up your ghost weapons or items, you do it that way. 
if you want to level up your skills and or in a certain stance that you learn for fighting different enemies, you can spend it there. But outside of that, you kind of pick your path of leveling up. Eventually, you can get everything uh, if you play through the entire game but and do a lot of the side quests. Did you do all the side quests or not yet? Yes, I finished all the side quests. Okay. I did everything but all the... You can find shrines in the game okay. to pray at. You can chase down foxes. Mm-hmm. which are very cute. They are very cute. And there's other little mini games that you can go through. I haven't done all of that, but I don't think I probably will. How dare you. I know. <laughs> uh, I probably won't even play it on a harder difficulty. I actually really enjoyed just playing it right through the medium difficulty. I enjoyed the story. I thought the characters were a little bland. See, I didn't... I can see why people thought Jin, the main character, was bland. I, know, see, I thought he was fine, okay. actually. I actually enjoyed him more. I just thought... So I liked Yuna and Jin. Yuna was the best. But the other characters, like you had other side companions that you do what you, they call the Tales of Tsushima, mm-hmm. uh, and you do their story quest lines. So there was uh, there was a sensei sensei that teaches you to use the bow. He was okay. Yeah, I didn't really like his story. His story at all. it got better at the end. Yeah. A lady Masako had her family murdered, and you have to track down the killers. That was an. She op- was okay. The, all those little side threads were okay, but the main characters, Jin and Yuna, I actually really liked them. See, I saw a big complaint from a lot of people was that Jin was just too bland, but I took him more as just taking his role in saving Tsushima so seriously that there, was, there wasn't time for anything else. Trying to rescue his uncle, trying to save his people, trying to take down the Mongols... Yeah. And I mean, he was very well-rounded. He was very, um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to come up with. My uh, brain, my brain hurts at this point. Well, he the was, day. his character was well-rounded. <laughs> he, he had, he went through more emotional ranges than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. So he, they covered the bases well. I think they did a good job, but we did listen to the Japanese voice actor versus the American one. Yeah. That may have made a difference. So we didn't, I didn't play a lick of this game with the English actors at all. So maybe his voice was different, and that's what was affecting people. Okay. So if you play it with English, and you uh, let us know. He was a very honorable person. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Well, for the most part, for yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he goes against the samurai code, and then his uncle, you know, yells at him. And he's so, like, I'm just trying to save our people. What yeah. do you expect from me? Yeah. So like, they have by a, any means necessary. They had a strict code in the game, and I don't, I'm not sure if that's actually factual or not but i think they, they did a lot of stuff that was pretty darn good yeah overall what did you think of the game um i had a thought about four or five hours into it and this was kind of where i lost some of my interest until probably the last four or five hours was that it's a samurai version of breath of the wild and I could not get that out of my head. Like, you're riding through, you can pick... I kept telling you to pick up all of the uh, hardy radishes that you were going past. There's flowers in the game. You can <laughs> dye your like armor. hardy radishes. You can dye your armor <laughs> with but, the flowers. But, like, even, like, the background music reminded me of Kakariko Village in Breath of the Wild, which Kakariko is very, you know... Japanese. Japanese in... Samurai-esque yes. feeling to it, yes. But, you know, you level up your armor, you level yourself up, you find extra resolve, pieces of heart, you find shrines, and it's... I couldn't get that out of my head. So, it's much more like an Assassin's Creed to me. See, I've never watched you play any of those. Yeah, but it's... The stealth-based action 
is more advanced than Breath of the Wild would have been. Yeah, Breath of the Wild really didn't have it stealth. It had it, but kind quote, of. Quote, no one can see us doing air quotes to yeah, each other. Yes. It was just that one armor set. That, yeah, that, that lets you it. sneak a little bit better when yes. enemies are sleeping. So this game had a bigger stealth element. It felt like a Assassin's Creed in Japan, but it's gone above and beyond what Assassin's Creed games would do. You, yeah. you wouldn't really see that much, but I, since I've played a bunch of them, you can see that they've really gone above and beyond in yeah. this instance so, here. So that's not really a detriment <clears throat> to it, because I do love Breath of the Wild, but that was just a thought that I couldn't quite shake watching you play it mm-hmm. um am i ranking this yet or was this just our just thoughts? Opinion, just thoughts okay. on it yep that was my big one um yeah that's that's about all i had yeah i would i could see that i mean but a lot of games i think what i like to see is they pulled a lot of the stuff that we love from breath of the wild yes. they pull a lot of the stuff that breath of the wild did so well and revel it really was a revolutionary game mm-hmm it came out three years ago, four years ago. 2017. Yeah, so three years ago, and it's affecting the industry and reshaping the industry and what an open world game is supposed to look like, and it's done nothing but positive stuff for the games, because now I get to play more games with enriched mechanics that they're building on from what Breath of the Wild did, and I know, I'm sure the next Breath of the Wild is going to build upon those mechanics, which is just going (laughs) to encourage better games to come out. So for me, it was a win. When you see something like that, yeah. Again, it's not to detract from this game at all, but that's you know, what you. That's, that's how you. My brain was like, "Oh, this is just like a prettier Breath of the Wild," and Breath of the Wild is already gorgeous. Would you say this is a must-play game if you have a PS4? I would say yes. I agree with that. This is one of the few I would say. If you don't have a copy, let me know. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> download it and play it or buy it and play it it is really it's worth your time yeah especially if you like open world games or if you like samurai samurai stuff if you played breath of the wild and liked it yeah give this a shot it's worth your time if you didn't play breath of the wild or you don't have a nintendo switch and you would like to play something that's similar to breath of the wild you can play it's good (laughs) everything about this is really good and i i just hope that you'll give it a shot give it a shot so out of five what do you think I would probably give it, uh, for to watch you play, I'd probably give it 3.75. Okay. I'm a little higher because I really enjoyed the game. I'd say a 4.2. Okay. It's not the best game that I've ever played. I really feel like we should be doing this like 1 out of 10 like IGN does. We can. <laughs> I mean, but it, it, just scale it up. That's I an 8.4. I know. <laughs> for me. But, so you can, uh, you know... It's out of, I guess we're doing one out of five stars, five, yeah, whatever. but it's we can fine. just say one out of five. You can see my little star kind of filled in just a little bit. They colored it a little bit. <laughs> mine's not fully covered. Mine's, mine's probably not on, even in the lines. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, so if you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us at Gaming Marriage on Twitter. Or it is gamingmarriage at gmail.com. If you want to email us, send us your questions. If you have any comments, we'd love to uh, respond to them in a future episode. If you need to borrow Ghost of Tsushima from Matthew, give us a shout and let us know that you need to borrow it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're across the world, I'll have a harder time shipping it to you, but I'd love to let you borrow it either way. Also, if you want to listen to us review a game and you have something in mind also tell us because we have a little bit of a lull at the moment yeah so we love uh ideas on games to play so if you have anything in mind just let us know all right guys 
See you later. Bye.